Welcome to the Beef Up After Party. What up? Can we, you just talk us through what's about to happen here? Carnage. I'm not a big drinker, so this could get interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry if this microphone wears. Am I supposed to be serious or not on this? So it'll be basically be the same system. The same system, but, but with ours. Yeah. The total web meltdown. Okay, long story short, basically we screwed it up. Because this festival hasn't broken me enough. Oh, f it, motorbikes. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're catching up with Karen Dobia to find out what she has in store for her workshops at BFOP 2020. Now Karen was with us at BFOP 2019, but she was focused on doing workshops around print. This year is going to be a little bit different. Karen's doing some some workshops on her specialty, being her portrait work, and also doing some workshops on Photoshop everyone's greatest fear and nemesis, Photoshop. Now, if you jump over to karendobia.com.au, just have a bit of a look at her work so you can visualize it whilst we talk about what she does. It will put it in perspective because the best way that I can describe Karen's work is extremely complex and complicated. While you're having a look at some of her work, just keep in mind that the vast majority of her shots are single captures. They're not composites, but she will be doing a lot of work on composites in Photoshop in that Photoshop workshop that I mentioned. So there's going to be something in here for everyone because we could all be better at Photoshop. And the portrait workshop is going to be super fun. It's going to be super cool. It's entitled The Ultimate Selfie, I believe. So that sounds really cool and really quirky uh, to find out what she's going to do with her portrait work and how she's going to approach her workshop with that. So let's hear from Karen Dobia. All right, we're catching up with... Kez Dobia, or Karen Dobia, as we've just found out you prefer Kez, so we'll go with Kez from now on. Awesome. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, we're doing okay. We've also, obviously, we've got Nick and Matt. Now, I'm not going to try and give people an, a description or a background to the way you shoot and your style of shooting. Can you please do it? Because you'll do a far better job. Uh, yeah, I can give it a go. Um I suppose most people know me and my work uh, as theatrical creative portraits uh, with an environmental portrait edge. So it's not a traditional environmental portrait where you walk into a space and you photograph an existing environment. A lot of the time I'm constructing it from somebody's things to tell more of a story in one image than 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 I would than you would ordinarily be able to do without multiple different images to sort of tell the story or support the single image or the main hero shot. So simplistic <laughs> probably wouldn't be a word that's used to describe your style of shooting. No, most people say more is more. <laughs> so my question then is do you use their things? So like if most you came and photographed, right, so you don't you don't add huge amounts of like extra stuff and go like, oh, you're going to be this person, you use their things because that's their, that is the person. Well, the current body of work that I've been been photographing for the last couple of years has been photographing real people in their own environments uh, where their environment is accessible and then constructing the space so that it works for a visual or visually pleasing image. So my background is actually painting, drawing and fashion. So coming into photography, I couldn't not bring some of that with me. And so I, I no no Nick I I'm because this is a going on this is a train of thought right you go well we had an experience the other day right 
where, because I, I really love the idea of people being photographed in their own environment with that really tells their story. And now when we did, uh, we did a, a, a podcast with Mika the other night and um, the information we had to run with as other participants in that conversation was that we had Nick, we had a microphone that's about 19 inches long, very close to his face. And at some point, a bottle of baby oil just popped up <laughs> next to his computer <laughs> Can you paint you me a me picture? On? No, no, no <laughs> joke. You listen to the episode. No joke. If you had to, just with the information you've been given right now, what picture, can you give me an idea of, how, of, of, of what what Nick's portrait would look like in this situation? Because I feel like it, it, yeah, I feel like there's a story there. And I'm not sure how to pull that together. I'm, yes. I'm not sure Don't if answer I want to go there. <laughs> that, that's how you put someone on the spot. I can, yeah. But Kaz, Kaz, you're you're more globally famous for for the story around, and I'm going to get this wrong, but but you you talk, spoke about this this amazing picture you've got, which I think featured cat, a goat, a dog, a donkey, a horse. I've missed a few animals, but it was and all one frame. You've added a few animals as well. There was no goat. <laughs> it was definitely a goat. Don't ruin the story no with goat. facts. No, no, Nick, there was a think- cat though. So no goat, but what was it? What was in that picture? But it, it was it was the most incredible theatrical shot with a whole lot of things that weren't going to stay put. So I think I spoke about that one at BFOP last year. Yeah, you did. I? Yes, you did. Um, so it was a portrait of a farrier who I had never actually met, and uh, we'd arranged to photograph. He didn't actually. He wasn't aware that I was photographing him when we showed up we arranged with the owners of the property um, and he very willingly volunteered to help out and model for the shot and he had his dogs there. I think we managed to get three dogs, a cat, two two or three horses. One horse was being or was modelling uh, with their leg up showing off the shoe and we had a miniature pony. And the well. goat, the goat. <laughs> I'd love to have had a goat but not this time. Maybe next time. So the the crazy thing about it is, though, most of us, well, anyone that would go and shoot a shot like that would probably photograph a lot of the elements individually and composite them together. But you don't like to do that, do you? If I can avoid it. So I actually teach Photoshop and, and post-production and compositing at TAFE. I have for 10 years. And at BFOP. Um, and at BFOP this year. But... Uh, I still think it's really important to get as much as you can in camera. You know, there's, you, you can't you can't fake reality. So, you know, you're, you, you, nobody loves spending hours and hours and hours sitting in front of a computer compositing something that they could have it that could have taken half an hour to photograph um, had they given themselves the time and the patience to do so. So, um, <laughs> so you've been, you, so you've been, you, you've fairly experienced with teaching on zoom as of late as well, aren't you? Yeah, I've, I've been teaching from home on zoom since March, uh, at two different schools. I'm about to start at a third school next week. Um, just casually just teaching compositing post-production to diploma students. Most, mostly. Perfect. Now, I think I think it's important as well to mention here. So, Karen's or Kez, I, so I'm not used to Kez. Now it's going to trip me up. No, Karen, I can't. No, because it makes me feel really impersonal. Like we're not friends anymore. <laughs> um, is it what I said? <laughs> <laughs> it will be. <No. laughs> but 
so your your workshops for BFOP, they actually tie in a little bit with something that's quite exciting because we've got some competitions at BFOP and one of them is called You're So Vain, I Bet You Think This Comp <laughs> Is About You, Don't You? And it's a selfie competition. Um, now, your one of your workshops is all about the selfie because I guess in ISO we can't really just go out and grab another person. It is, and that's sort of how the idea came about, um, being a portrait photographer. What other options do I have when we're in stage four lockdown other than to uh, do the ultimate selfie? Um, inspired by a selfie I already did of myself a couple of years ago. So this will just be a different take on a similar concept, I suppose. And so is this something that... Um... Are you going to be covering off? Like what sort of lighting is there? Is there anything that, is this kind of for everyone, I guess, or is it, do they need to have something special to make this happen? They don't, they don't really. I'm going to talk through the process and how I suppose I approach a standard portrait, but then in the context of the story, I'm going to be telling about me. So I'm not going to be telling the photography uh, story this time. I'm going to be telling a different one about me. Um, and then you'll have to tune in to, to check that one out. Oh, Let's hope it's nothing like Nick's, Nick's it, it story. It won't be, I can assure <laughs> you. <laughs> um, and I haven't quite finalised that yet. I've got an entire backdrop to paint this weekend, uh, among other things, to prepare for this thing. So um, I'll talk a little bit about styling and, and colour palette and thought process and planning and and lighting and and even probably th through to a little bit of the compositing, um, not compositing, the retouching side of things. Um, although I won't be going over how I retouch, there's just not enough time in 90 minutes for me to cover that as well. But you might potentially um, be able to give people an opportunity beyond BFOP, outside of the BFOP uh, circus, to, to learn that from you. You've got yeah, absolutely. Um, I I don't have a, a website set up yet um, where people can access videos, but I'm working towards that. Um, but I also do a lot of one-on-one -on -one and small group mentoring for post-production, lighting, all that sort of thing. So. so if the website's not ready with the videos yet, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? They can send me an email, so info at kerendobia.com.au. Uh, they can also contact me via the website or via Instagram or Facebook. What's the website? Kerendobia.com.au. Just I should change it to Kes now. Ke I know, right? I feel you like should. I feel like Kerendobia is like the really professional version, and then there's like this just like mates version, which is like Kesdobia at gmail.com, and it's just that's for that's for <laughs> all, all my else. other friends just call me Dobes, so that's oh, another option. Oh, so that's like the next level. So you <laughs> will graduate next so there's, year. Yeah. There's Karen, and then there's the Kes level, and then there's the Dobes level. Yeah. So now, you know. of course, that that's not all you're doing for BFOP, is it? I, no, I think we we've roped you in for something on either the Friday or the Saturday night or both. I can't remember what I volunteered you for. Mm. I, I've been roped in for the Friday and the Saturday. There you go. <laughs> both. So the story behind the shot and uh, and the... Never have I ever. Never have I ever. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We, and this... a compositing workshop. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to, you know, you got to milk it really, don't you? Well, why not? I mean, because last I, I, I year loved... I didn't... Do anything in this genre. I was print teaching printing, so I loved your face last year when we dragged you on stage for that story behind the shot. Because I said to you, "Will you come and do this?" Like you might have to drink some beer, and you were like, "Yeah, I don't really drink beer, but yeah, that'll be fine." And then you, you, the look you gave me when you realised I wasn't joking. <laughs> <laughs> and and when you say you might have to, means you you will. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it's a little different this year because we're on Zoom. I mean, how are we going to enforce that rule? Well, no, we've got we've got someone coming around. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 With yeah. Face of this is considered well. news news broadcast, isn't it? So. <laughs> Uh, we're going to issue breathalysers for everyone. You got to hold it up in front of the screen just to make sure. Okay. I've got to go and go and go. Got to go and buy some wine or something. I think you should oh. stock up. Just yeah. definitely, definitely. I haven't. I haven't drunk anything since March. Oh god! Oh, this is like, going to be brilliant. Wow! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this is, is going to be a very easy game. Um, <laughs> quite and, possibly. Um, yeah. Wow. So I Although I know how it's played now, so I, I, I might, can't. Yeah, I know. can't see anything going wrong with the fact it's all going out live. Oh yeah, no, neither, <laughs> neither, neither. Hey, so there's something that's probably I think just as exciting as about the, as the selfie, um, the selfie workshop, which feeds into the competition because I reckon I get. On an average week, at least four or five people saying, "Hey, do you do you do Photoshop workshops? Do you do Photoshop tutorials on compositing? Because it's it's such a hot topic at the moment in lockdown. So many people have picked up compositing because you know if you've if you've got shots and you can't get any more, well, what do you do? Chop and change and make something new with it. And I don't really know anyone who teaches it well. As in, it, they tend to kind of show off by just being like, "This is some insane project that I'm doing, and no one ever was going to be able to replicate it." But we had a chat the other day and you're going to be doing a compositing workshop. But I guess for those who are, I don't want to say beginners because I don't think Photoshop is a beginner's tool. But for the people who are maybe less experienced, is that uh, a I way think, to put it? I, I actually think that anyone that tuned in would probably take something away from it. Um, it is going to be aimed in from a beginner perspective because I'm going to go through file structure, which I think when you're compositing is really, really important. And whether you've been doing it for years or whether you're new to it, um, the file structure is an important aspect of, of the compositing process because you you can spend hours comping together multiple images and you get to the end and there's some major issues and you've got to go all the way back to the beginning to start the whole process again to fix the problem that you created so file structure is one of those things that we're going to talk about quite a bit um, and how to structure your file so that you don't have to go back to the beginning to fix something that was created back then so we're going to talk a little bit about that and that's going to cover that's going to be helpful for anyone uh, we're going to talk a little bit about shooting for a composite as opposed to finding old images for a composite because there are different approaches that you can use Lots those, of different for those, approaches for those um, different different types of images that you're putting together, uh, as well as the treatment of an image, because the treatment is what actually ties all the elements together and makes it feel like it's part of the one picture, even though it's generally um, completely out of this world and surreal or make believe, and 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 that's that's often how I use compositing rather than for a realistic finish. Well, Photoshop is designed for you to create anything that you can't photograph in a single capture. Now, most no. mo yeah, most people, really nice including me, who open up Photoshop, it feels like the devil's own software. I mean, it is the most intimidating, horrid bit of software to use. Um, are you are you going to make that feel a bit more friendly for everyone? I absolutely hope so. I think. Um, I, I don't use actions or anything like that, if you know what actions are, because they can get very confusing. Um, so I teach the basics and, and I think it's important that you understand and somebody explains to you why you would do things in a particular way rather than just following a step-by-step -step guide of do this, do that, and then do this. But you don't understand why you're doing it 
And then when you try to apply it to a new image, it doesn't work. So if you can understand the why and the how it works, then you can do it to anything. So hopefully that will simplify it for people that do feel quite intimidated. That's that's exciting because when you said everyone can take something away from it, I could see Nick's face kind of like, oh, Photoshop. Oh. And the one thing he was going to take away from it was don't try this at home. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, the other the other part is, and the important part to note too, is that before you even go into creating a composite, you need to know the tools and the techniques you're going to use, because that's going to dictate the images you choose or dictate the images you photograph and how you photograph them. Because if you want to cut out a person with with messy hair and you photograph them on a on a busy background, you can't cut them out very easily or realistically. So you've got to learn how to photograph them with that intention. Gosh, this sounds like I'm, I, I, I want to see this crammed yeah. into a 60 to 90 minute session. I'm excited to I'll see that. I'll do my best. It's going like, to be like the matrix where you just plug your brain in and download it. <laughs> it might be a speed, a, a speed edit uh, discussion. <laughs> I, I, I've got to say, this will be one where it'll be really helpful for people who tend to have it recorded because you can, you can go back and then watch it slow time and play with things yourself and sort of listen to you yeah. talking. Yeah, I think that's the best the best way to go about it too because Photoshop is one of those things that you can't try and follow along at the same time as being taught something because uh, you'll miss steps. So having the recording and access to the recording is probably going to be a really important part. Lovely. Cool. And I guess the nice thing beyond that as well is like you, in BFOP, it's not designed to go in and learn everything in one go. It's really designed to give you that taste test of saying, hey, this is something I'm actually really interested in and then be able to follow that up after the festival. And it's great to hear that you've got those, you know, one-on-one -on -one sessions with this stuff to me is like invaluable because I think everyone's at a different level and a different point. So the fact that you offer those um, is, yeah, I think there's a huge opportunity for people who are really interested in this genre because they're, you're not the sort of person I don't think most people would call up and try and connect with to do a workshop with because they'd be like, she's so far out of our league that um, <laughs> that you wouldn't do that. So this would be a nice little introduction to maybe break that ice because um, yeah, there's, it's, there's no it's, one else to, to no one better to learn this from. I wouldn't mind if somebody just called me out of the blue and asked me to do a workshop. Actually, I'm I'm not very good at marketing myself, so anyone that seeks me out, I, I you know I'm all for it. But here's the thing: I don't I think, have any oh, secrets either, so I'm more than happy to share share my knowledge as much as uh, I can. Of all the pieces of software, Photoshop's one where you could easily bang your head against the wall for like four hours trying to figure how to do something that's probably quite simple if someone explains it from first principles. And so, Agreed. Yep. so you know, an hour with you would probably save sort of four weeks of pain of just going, oh, I just want to do this color gradient thing and I just, I can't work it out. Why is it so hard? I agree with you. And I actually use Photoshop in a very basic way for that reason, because there are so many flashy updates that come every time you update your Adobe software. And really, as long as you understand the basics as a photographer, you can achieve any, any, anything that you want without the automated stuff. The automated stuff can come after you understand what you're doing. So it doesn't matter what version of Photoshop people have? From well, it might matter if they have the very, very first version ever. Photoshop but... 1.0. <laughs> <laughs> 1 but no, as long as they've got access to using layers and masks, they'll be fine. And you mentioned that it is, it's, it's aimed at beginners. So is there anything... Do they need to have the knowledge of being able to do certain things in Photoshop or will anyone that's realistically never opened Photoshop still be able to follow along and get something out of it? 
they might be able to get something out of it if they're if they've never opened Photoshop. Um, but understanding, I suppose, the basic principles behind layers, masks, and adjustments would be quite beneficial um, because it's a big part of the non-destructive editing process that I use and that many many photographers use. So that that sort of base understanding, but you don't need to know all the different tools or the different plugins or the you know, uh, the filters that come with it. I'm going to add on to that though, because I'm going to say that I think one thing that um, every single human would benefit or every single photographer would benefit from seeing that, even if you've never touched Photoshop in your life, I think just being able to see a photo and then understand, even if you don't actually understand the how it actually happened every single step of the way, but seeing the start point and the end point, I reckon that if I asked the average photographer on the street, was this a composite or was this shot, you know, despite a really amazing photographer in one photograph, I, I don't think a lot of people wouldn't be able to decipher how things are built. Mm. That makes sense. I think even just, if you don't even take away going, look, I'm not interested in learning Photoshop, but I want to see how this piece of magic was made. Um, seeing it broken down into its sort of, you know, base format. I think that would really open your eyes as to maybe the possibilities with your own photography. Maybe not this year, maybe not tomorrow, but you know, in the future, because um, all too often you see these amazing, especially I'm going to say like product photos and things where you go, oh my God, that is just insane. How do they photograph that? When you look at a, a, a someone talking about compositing um, with multiple images, you start to realize that not every single photo you see out there, especially in mass media, is just, you know, um, taken in, in, in one big go, if that makes no, sense. No, and most, most advertising images aren't. Yeah. I mean that's that's the area that I primarily shoot in now as well, and and most of them are, are multiple captures of the same environment that where a light's been shifted or changed to achieve the intended goal or intended look, and then it's been sort of laid over each other and comped together. Um, but that said, also the the file structure that I use and that I teach in this compositing workshop is the file structure that my students use, regardless of whether they're combining multiple images together or whether they're editing a single image. So the base structure is exactly the same. Well, I know I'll be watching this one. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm watching this. <laughs> I'm, I'm very very interested in this. No pressure, Kez, but no we're pressure all very... or anything. <laughs> Very interested in in hearing this one. Is there anything else you want to tell the B-foppers in the lead up to the festival? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I'm actually really nervous about the self-portrait more than I am about the compositing. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on a moment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. So I rang up Kez and and said, um, hey, will you, do you want to come and do B-fop, do, um, you know, do, do something over Zoom? And she was sort of a little bit sort of taken aback and she said, well, let me send you a video on something I've done before. And she sent this video of it was like a fully produced professional. Well, I didn't do it all on my own, that one. That I had it a was lot of help. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, Kaz, I have no doubt it'll be awesome. Well, this will be more like a one-man band. So, to be honest, I think if everything doesn't go the way that I hope it to go, I think it's still going to be very entertaining for people. Oh, you'll, you'll fit right in. <laughs> oh, and look, if you, if, if, you ask, if you ask Matt, he would probably describe Beefop as a one-man band with the level of help he gets from Nick anyway. So, <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you've just got to imagine I'll be wirelessly mic'd, I'll be wirelessly switching camera angles. The plan Oof. is to have three cameras Ooh. going. What? So you can see me from different oh my God. spaces in the environment in the room. 
um, and I'll be wirelessly controlling the triggers and lights too and photographing myself, which I'm probably the most nervous about being the model. <laughs> it sounds like something David Blaine would do, just like <laughs> he's also doing it from a different city, oh. not even in the studio, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> well, this isn't wow. a studio. It'll be my living room. <laughs> even better. Even better. Well, Kez, thank you so much for coming and having You're a chat welcome. with us. And we are pumped. We're excited. Now, Nick and Matt are not stressed at all. We can't wait nah. for the festival. And no, we, we are... we, we, we've forgotten something really oh. important here, Wes. What did I? What, what now? Well, Matt and I are contractually obliged to ask this question. Are, are you a member of the AIPP, Kez? I am, yes. Bang, Where, where's the fireworks? Come on, where's fireworks? Fireworks. Forgot. forgot. Oh, sound you effects. already I'll, knew that, didn't I'll add the you? sound effects afterwards. Cheering, <laughs> cheering. Oh, do, you, do, do you know who's sponsoring the festival this year? The AIPP. I know, it's incredible. Amazing. <laughs> They've been duped into thinking that we're a professional photography festival organisation. So, um, yeah, let's keep the charade up. Did you guys tell them it was Bright Festival of Professional? Is that what you told them it stands for? The BIPP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kez. We'll see you at the festival. See you then. So if you're intrigued by that at all, get on kerendobia.com.au to check out the work that we're talking about and understand what we mean when we say complex and complicated shoots. If you're at all interested in anything that we've spoken about, especially the Photoshop stuff, which is a massive thing for us photographers, jump on, make sure you register for that workshop when it becomes live, get in there because there's going to be a lot of great stuff. Tickets are still on sale. What am I talking about? If you don't have tickets now, what are you waiting for? Jump on beefopaustralia.com.au. It is ridiculous value for the amount of workshops and the amount of content that you will have access to after the festival. And don't forget to get onto the Facebook group, Bright Festival of Photography. Search for that in Facebook. Join the, join the fun in the group and we'll see you at the festival.